Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. All right, three, two, one. Welcome back to the Overnight Crowd here on SEN, your home of sport. Of course, crystal clear through the SEN app and your digital radio dial. Paul Sebastiani with you, joined by a very special guest. He's, well, you would probably say he's the uh, self, self-fulfilled self prophet of the digital team at SEN, I think. Uh, he goes by the name of Nick Negropontis, and we are about to undertake, I think this is going to become a weekly occurrence here yes. on the overnight crowd, uh, a Carlton review segment. Uh, it's going to be a weekly thing that uh, Nick Negropontis and I do, and he joins us in the studio now. Nick, a very it's good evening to you now. It is good evening. Well, yes. thank you for having me back here, Paulie. Yeah, we're, right. we're back together. The Dream Team is, is we back. Are. We're going to... We're talking all things Carlton, probably all season. Going to get a lot of frustrations off our plate, oh, I imagine. Oh, dearie me. Maybe, yeah, maybe a few triumphs. Yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Hopefully it's a uh, hopefully it's a year where we're talking about finals and booking in finals tickets like we were supposed to be last season. <laughs> but so it's a little avail. The thing you can expect with us two in the same room, there aren't going to be many punches pulled. No, no, so not at all. Not at all. I'm sure you've seen my handiwork on Rural Broad <laughs> and, and throughout YouTube and, and even on overnights here. I don't... Uh, I don't beat around the bush when it comes to the blue baggers. If you're a Carlton fan and you're listening to this and you're wondering why would I listen to this over any other Carlton podcast, you're, you're going to get it straight and you're not going to get you're not going to um, be messed around with. No. We're going to talk about it as it is. No, not at all, not at all. Uh, okay, well we're going to get into a little mini review of uh, the two practice games that uh, the baggers played. One against Collingwood at Icon Park, uh, which was a 10-point win on a very uh, blustery day. It's a very warm day. And then a 43-point loss to the Swans in what was known as, well, in inverted commas, the official practice game as part of uh, as part of the AFL. So two very contrasting results, two very contrasting performances. Uh, we'll start with, let's start with the most recent one, the Sydney Swans performance. Uh, it was not great from the onset. No, so my main takeaway from the game wasn't it wasn't about the result. It wasn't about uh, the execution. It was about the fact that we looked either the same or worse. Flat. I can understand flat. Like Geelong were flat. They yeah. had to get on a flight. They had to travel. They had to take a bus. We had to get on a flight, take a bus in mm-hmm. stormy conditions for a game that doesn't matter. I get that. Yeah. But the fact that we couldn't move the ball mm. is a bit worrying. Yeah, I think when you bring that mindset into a game like that or any game, yeah. when when ball movement's part of your, especially fast ball movement, I just don't think you can. You need to be switched on. Well, Adam we Saad played, but he didn't do anything, so that doesn't help. Yeah, he was not great. I think his uh, feet were up. But yeah, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be too worried about Saadi no, or anything like that or any of the stars. But I just, I don't know what the purpose of the exercise was going out there. I didn't the, the, like to go back to the Collingwood game. They were both. Just contrasting styles. One, whenever we get the ball against Collingwood, we try to move it quickly or short or sharp and try to get the ball moving across half-back, try to come through the corridor as well. And then against Sydney, we just had no... Couldn't hit up a short target across half-back. Our ball movement was stagnant uh, forward of centre as well, and it was just too slow. So, again, I don't know. We don't know what the training load was going into that particular game, and I don't think... Vossi didn't look particularly... 
he was he was laughing after mm. the game. So I, I don't think not not that they didn't take it seriously, but it looked like it was just a a, a tick over run to be honest. Yeah, it was like match sim training yeah. basically. But my thought was no Zach Williams, no Walsh, no Boyd, no Newman, no Cottrell. That's a lot of your transition ball movement yeah, right there. So correct. take that all out. No Harry to go to down the line. Like yep. no Crips obviously on ball. So it, it makes sense that we would lose that game by yep. by 40 points to last year's reigning premier on yep. there. Especially when you don't rock up and you don't apply yourself. Yeah, true. Like, I, it, And to be fair, like it was a quarter where we didn't apply ourselves. And then it, exactly. was, it was a bit back and forth. But no, nah, I'm, I'm not fussed about the result. My question to you is, and this is without notice, yes. so I'm curious to Ooh, see what, okay. your, what your thought is. I like questions without notice about Carlton. From from Carlton's list, yes. from what you've seen in two practice games, yes. who can you point to and say, oh, they're better than they were the last time we saw them? Ooh, Ooh that's a very good question. Because uh... have a think about it. Because my thought is, I don't really know if there's anyone. Like, the new guys look good. Akers has come in and looked yeah, really good. Yeah, that's Hollands a... and Cowan, I'm sure we'll talk Ooh. about them later. They look great. Uh, <laughs> anyone else? Je- uh... Jesse Modlop was supposed to come in and look great, but I thought he was pretty poor in the Sydney game. I don't know, yeah. again, how much we take out wasn't of that. wasn't really a game for small forwards, was no. it? Always was dead quiet as well. The Coney looked great against Collingwood. And then Wayne away against Sydney. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. He, he was, yeah the Coning was good for maybe half against Collingwood, and then after that he kind of just waned away. I did like the look of Alex Murkov. Really? In the first game. I thought his tap work was really nice. I don't look around the ground, it's not he's still he's still very, very raw. He's not yeah. gonna he's not gonna play, I don't think, in the first half of the season, I wouldn't have thought. But uh I think just based on where he was at last season to where he's come to now, and I was actually disappointed they didn't play him in the Sydney game. I thought it would have been nice for him to get away and yeah. actually travel with the group and, and, and have a game interstate, but they didn't, so uh yeah, I think his tap work has definitely improved and you can use a guy like that. What is he like two hundred and eight, two hundred and seven mm. centimeters? If they can somehow get him into that football frame of mind where he becomes a footballer, because he actually last season against the Gold Coast, he hit up this like thirty meter pass when I called that VFL game up at Metricon and I just thought, geez, okay, that's not the kick of a ruckman, that's the kick of a of a, a proper footballer. Interesting. So uh, it, it seems as though they've, I mean, off two practice games, I don't think you can really say that anyone's really yeah. flicked the switch or, 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 or gone to another Should we ask this question level. again in three weeks? I think so. Yeah. I think so. I don't think we can gauge too much into it. It's more just been the likes of these players hitting their level that they have to. and No one looks worse. No. So that's no. That's a win. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Positive. Uh, actually, I was, you know who I actually was not, pleased with Lewis mm-hmm. Young in the second game. I've got that as a note. Oh, wow. He, so I don't want to single out one player, but he, yeah. It, it, but this was this was also a thing in the preseason last season where leading into the year, I thought, oh, yeah. okay, he looks a bit shaky, but may, maybe it's just a case of getting the ring rust out. Yeah, he proved himself when Wittering was out. They yeah. thought that he can hold yeah. up as a key defender at AFL level, but that is a question that I, that I did have also written down is mm. like – your second key defender is as important as any position in in your team. Huge. To win a flag, you need to have an elite second key defender. I think Correct. we know that um, from just looking at the last few uh, premiership winners. Mm-hmm. Is Lewis Young going to be good enough? He's still young. He's still raw. I think he I think he can be. And I, yeah. I think the answer to that could be, well, actually, it's Mitch McGovern. But also, I don't want to... Oh, uh, who, who, yeah, knows? Yeah, yeah. who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm not putting a line through him whatsoever. I just am... That's my question 
for yes. this season is it's yes. an open-answered question. We don't have the answer yet. Is Lewis Young good enough to be Jacob Wiedering's partner in a premiership team? I think based on what we saw last season, there is evidence that he can be, yep. definitely. I mean, and that's that's what you've got to use as the sample size. I'm not using two preseason games as the sample size, but that game against Sydney, there were worrying signs about letting his opponent get goal side. And he, the double fist, Nick. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that double fist. It, the moment you go up with two hands, mark it. Try to mark it. Don't fist it away. Don't try to do that. Just... Get your hands up. If you're going to go with true hands, try to mark it. It's just it's it's junior junior football stuff, that kind of thing. So and can confirm Sam Durden was definitely ahead of him in the preseason. Yeah, uh, I think they ended up obviously ended up going with Lewis Young, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if there's a little bit of chopping and changing. That's be- good between those two as that second defender spot. That's what we want. We want pressure on the spot. Exactly Don't right. Don't perform. You can go back to VFL level and someone else can have a go. Exactly right. That's look, what the, we want. The second defender who, look, on talent should be there is Caleb Marchbank, but let's 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 not go there, shall hey, we? That's that's one thing that we're <laughs> going to have to think about for Carlton this year is <laughs> oh, you have your list of, of players who, if they're there, great. If yes. they're not, just prepare for them to not be there. Well, that's the thing. You can't, if, if the coaching crew were basing a season around guys like David Cunningham, Caleb Marchback, Mitch McGuffin, Jack Martin, and and Zach Williams. I yep. mean, they've all been injury prone since they've arrived at the club. And I don't think you can, you can't base your season around those type of players. No. You can base a game model around similar players, but ultimately you've got to go and get those type of players who are durable. And, and we, don't, we don't know where they are at the moment. They so. are they are luxury players. They are. If well, we have them, they're great. If not, we, mate, have, we have to just plan for not having them more than we are going to plan for having them. And unfortunately, they're eating up a large chunk of huge, the salary cap. Huge. And whatever you get out of them this season is a bonus. Look, that's not to say that they shouldn't be in the plans. But, I mean, again, if they're my, – my point of view is this, is when contracts are coming to an end for those type of guys, if they can't get – 15 to 18 games in the regular season this year, it's, it's done. Yep. As, as harsh as that is, I mean, you, you can't wait around anymore. Yeah. 2023 was worth, okay, we've got to give Marchbank another contract. Correct. It's worth giving these guys another chance. Yep. But if Mitch McGovern plays five games this year, go play for West Coast. I agree. May I agree. If Caleb what, Marchbank, what was all that about? What's going on oh, there? That's just his manager was trying to – player managers, they get all upset when they get called out for saying things when they literally said them. So uh, okay. don't worry. <laughs> if, if, if Mitch wants to go play for West Coast next year, go on. I know Cornsy um, wasn't too happy about that. And rightly so. Like, yeah. Love a bit of Kane Corns. Kane is our guy. Um, yeah, so, yeah. Where, where were we? Anyway. Um, where were we? Oh, we're with, well, look, we're with the defender spot. That So, it's, look, I think that second spot now is down to Young and Durden, clearly. I did, I yep. must admit, I must admit, I really did like Jacob Weedering against Sydney. I thought he, he oh, stood yeah. up against a, yep. a storm, or quite literally, because there was one <laughs> that, that hit in, that, in the second half of that game. But, again, it's what... what I don't know if it's a it's 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 a bit of a fear of mine because it did rear its head in parts last season towards the back end of the season. Now, Sydney waltzed out of the back half with ease. Ease. And the way they switched on transition and were able to get out the other side is what like I haven't got much air left and I was tearing it out. So <laughs> again, that that look is that to do with application? Is that to do with them not having their heads in the game because of the scenario and the situation given it's a preseason game and you're yep. traveling? It's no excuse, but for me, is that when you when you set up defensively, you have lines in defence. You've got your first line, second line, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and so on and so forth. My issue is when those first two lines of defence in our forward line, inside our forward fifty, break down. Those next three, four, that the third, fourth, and fifth line through the midfield, 
that defensive line just collapses. Yeah. And we don't have, as soon as they get past those two defensive waves in our forward 50, we're done. Yep. And that's what happened against Sydney on the weekend. So it was interesting because, uh, as we said right off the top, not having sort of that wave of runners yes. doesn't help. I no. thought Lockie O'Brien played as poor a game as oh, we've seen in play. I don't didn't see him out there for most of the game. No, Again, preseason. Who cares? He's, and he's my boy too. He's, is he playing round one? Probably. Um, we'll talk about our round one locks a bit later yes. on. Uh, Hollands was was really good in that regard. He covered I the like ground. Him. Cowan got in the right mm. spots. But you're right that that team defense. That's what you're going to need to win the flag this year. If yes. you watch that Melbourne-Richmond game, yes. Melbourne have 20 players mm-hmm. who can run out eight quarters yep. at full intensity. Yep, That's what you're going to have to do to win exactly. the flag this year. Exactly. My This is what I'm looking at from our perspective, right? And and are there teams in that bottom sort of six category? Well, not bottom six, but that those six teams that are away from the eight. So from around about sort of ninth to maybe 14th. Are there teams in that area that are going to leapfrog Carlton? I don't think so. No. I don't think there are any clubs below Carlton that will go above us. I think we're better than Port. I think we're better than Gold Coast. We're way better than St Kilda. Yep. The question is, are any of the top eight teams going to drop out? Yes, of course. I think they will too because I think those teams, you know, as much as we look at a team like Collingwood, I mean, injuries are already starting to, like Lipinski's gone down. Presti has gone down for Richmond. I don't know how serious it is with that peck, but yeah, if he could just take round one off, because <laughs> he kills us every time, every time, every time, every time. It's no excuse, but I think from from our perspective, is I'm looking at it and thinking, okay, well, Carlton went twelve and ten down to bare bones, right? So that was proof that the game plan stacked up to a certain point. It was proof that our depth was, well, it would have been good enough to get us in the eight <laughs> in previous years. Again, it's no excuse, but. I think with natural improvement, you would hope out of some of the younger guys and even some of the senior guys who have got to improve because a lot of these guys haven't tapped into their full potential. And I know we've spoken about that for years with this Carlton list, that there are some guys there that are in that 24 to 28 age bracket that haven't hit their peak yet at all. And that's because they haven't had the right coaches. They haven't had the right development. They haven't had the right environment. I'm hoping now that it's the case of, We've tapped into that extra maybe 10 to 15% out of these senior blokes that's going to take us to the next level. Can Carlton yep. win an extra two to three games this season after the 12 games they won last? Of course they can. You know what an X factor, factor is on speaking on that as well? Contract years. Huge. Oh, it's massive. Silvani, McGovern, De Koning. Huge. Contract years. Yep. This is where you need to play well to get paid. Correct. And we need, to, we need them to put up their end of the bargain yep. and we need to cash in on that Completely at the agree. same time. Completely agree. What is, I, I see, I read a lot about the whole salary cap scenario and oh, how we're like close to, I mean, is that, don't you have all these systems in place to make sure that that doesn't become an issue. So I don't know, I don't know why there's a big song and dance about no, it. No, it shouldn't be. Like Carl and I are going to go out and sign someone for a, on seven years, $1 million. Like, it just, it just, you know what it is. It just makes headlines. Carlton salary cap, look, oh, they might go over the top. Like it just, <laughs> it doesn't happen anymore. No, as, no clubs do it anymore. As someone who writes those headlines, I completely understand. But um, the thing is like McGovern comes off the books this year. Yes. His contract is going to be nowhere near that. Nope. That, that uh, level. Nope. And uh, he, un- he would, uh, he would have to understand that too. Totally. Clearly. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a bunch of situations at Carlton right now where you've got the list is transitioning. Jack yep. Martin's contract was front-ended. Uh, you'd imagine Zach Williams is probably front-ended as well. I, mm-hmm. I, that's just a guess. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't see it being an issue. I don't think we're going to have a, like any situation where someone is going to get squeezed no. out no. if we want to keep them. The only person that might be is De Koning. 
He could he could potentially. Can I give be my first one. controversial take of the year? You can give your first contra- controversial take of the year. He'll also he will also be part of the question about locks for round one. That ruck scenario is very interesting. Can Tom DeConing play ten good games in a row first before we talk about paying him? Oh, 110 percent. I completely agree. Where is this million dollar contract all coming from? Game. Come what on, in game. God's name? Like honestly, he's for for mine. I don't think he's worth. And what's the average wage in the AFL? Four hundred k. Yeah, about that. That's what he's worth. Yeah, but you, obviously you have to pay someone on potential. I think Do you? to an extent you have to you have to pay them based on where well, they will the, be. That's I the think. years you lock in, isn't it? Yeah, but I think you still have to. Like to me, I think if we are to resign him at the moment, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. In fact, no, it's not even worth discussing because. No. He's put off contract negotiations, yep. which is the right thing to do yep. because he needs to prove his yep. worth. There is no point having a discussion on yep. it right now. Agree. But he needs to prove that he's in our best 22. 100%. And then he needs to prove that he can play 10 good games in a row as a starting ruckman or as a secondary forward relieving in the ruck. Right. And then Spot we can on. talk about what we pay you. Spot on. Exactly That right. is my thoughts on Tom DeConing. I, com- I completely agree. Uh, speaking of uh, Tom DeConing, uh, let's wriggle on to our locks for round one. So that that's the review of the practice games. I don't think we have to go no. too deep into it. Uh, again, both contrasting games. One we looked pretty good in, and then the other one we looked very, very, very flat in. Mind you, Richmond looked pretty flat yep. in there. And no major injuries. Melbourne. Well, that's exactly no right. That's injuries. That's the big thing for us too. So... Um, Corey Durden and I think Marchbank have small, very, very, very little niggles, but I don't think there are going to be, I don't think there are any issues yeah. with regards to They mentioned to Paddy Dow also had a knock, but yeah. he's not playing round one, so we don't have to No, he, he is probably not going to play for the year, I wouldn't have thought. Uh, That's another thing we can talk about if you want. Paddy Dow? Oh, no, just who's not playing this year. Oh. Lockie yeah. Plowman isn't playing this year. Uh, he, he can't. I don't know. He played a very different role in the second game. He played as the intercept, which is just not his. It's <laughs> gave, not his go. He gave up two goals in thirty seconds, it's, and the game was over. It's not his go. He, that intercept game is not his go. He's yeah. Uh, look, uh, look. I don't mind. I actually don't mind him. I know. I know he cops a bad rap, and I get why. But he was he was reliable enough last season. So again, he's just he's never injured. He's always available. That's the problem. And, and everyone the, else around him gets injured. The best of the best ability is availability, Nick. I know I, I say that on the overnight crowds with regards to Carlton and their injuries and, and, and sports, but that is the best ability, availability. Does uh, does Lockie Fogarty play a game this year? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Um, good VFL coverage if we need it, but yeah. uh, he was another one that was actually – not bad in the first couple of games he played for the club. No, and he was, he was actually okay against the Bulldogs last season yeah. when he came in for Jack Martins. So, look, he's ample coverage if we need him. But um, I think if we're going down to those stocks, I think we're, we're, we've probably got either a host of injuries or there are players that have just completely whittled away in form. So, uh, locks for round one, Pont. Let's get on to this little segment. Uh, now, we know the obvious big names, but uh, let's, uh, let's start with some curveballs here. Have you got any for us in round one? I mean, we've talked about the rocks. I don't think either of them are a lock right now. I think that there's still a bit of training between now and then yeah. that will determine, do we play both? Mm. Do we play one? Because Richmond's only going to play one. They're only going to play... They, they played Nankovic Bank. and Soldo in the practice game. Yep. They're only going to play Nankovic and they're probably going to play Miller or someone as their secondary rock. Balta as the... Yeah, or, or, or do something like yep. that. Yep. If we... The, the good thing is we have the sub. So yes. you can throw a Jack Martin or yes. a or uh, Hollands or someone or Ed Kerno or someone is in as the sub and you can get that run in the second half. I personally think that we do play the two rocks. Okay. But I don't think either are locks. I wouldn't describe either as locks, but I think I would play both. Um, 
Well, I know they, they're, they're tinkering and I think toying with the idea of playing the two rucks. It did work to a certain extent last season. It worked I think, in the first month. I think this, so this is the difference. Both rucks are completely, they both have completely different skill sets. Tom DeConing is far better aerially than what Mark Pittenet is. Mark Pittenet for our midfielders is far better as a blocker and far better as that extra midfielder. Uh, when the ball hits the deck because, you know, that, that's that's part and parcel of winning clearances and winning field territory is if you've got a ruck who can, one, tap to the right spot and then, two, block and create space for midfielders, which is what he does so well, uh, I, I think they value that more at the moment because aerially I think we're covered well enough around yep. the ground with the likes of Mackay and Kerno and Weedering and, and McGovern as well, if, heaven forbid, <laughs> if, if he can actually get, get up on the, on the park for, for more than six games. Um, I, I'd be, I'd be siding with Pittenet first name on the ruck board. Yep. That's, I, I agree. That's going to be mine. And then De, De Koning, if they want to go the two rucks, they go for it. But I think Pittenet, Pittenet's ahead for mine just for the time being. But I think the natural progression and from what Vossi said last year is that the idea is to have De Koning as yep. the eventual number one. He just needs to work on, on bodying his opponents across the contest. The thing with Pittenet is he looked very rusty in the Sydney game. He did. And he's coming off that knee he injury. Did. So whether he's 100% ready to roll round one or whether he needs another game sort of VFL mm. level under his belt, that's the only question for me. Pitney's yep. the number one ruck. Yep. Like the start of last season before the PCL injury, he he was the number one ruckman in the game in hitouts to advantage Correct. Correct. per hitouts one. Yep. Like so whenever he won a hitout, it usually went to advantage. Yep. And that was part of why we were so good at the clearance. And I understand why they want to play both because that allows Pittenay right. to go behind the ball, allows DeConing to take ruck stoppages further up the ground. Yeah, so I get that. And they have I don't think they would have any idea right now what their round one team would look like in regards to who plays yeah. and who doesn't from a ruck perspective. I think the, uh, the most frustrating thing for me out of the uh, Sydney game as well is that we actually won hitouts 43 to 29. Yeah. And got walloped in clearances. So the ball's going to the hot zone, but our midfielders were just all over the shop when yep. it came to when it came to clearance work. So frustrating, but uh, yeah, pit and head ahead for mine. Uh, other locks for round one? I think the back six is locked. McGovern, Weedering, Saad, Dockity, Young, Newman. McGovern, Weedering, Saad, Dockity, yes. Young, Newman. Those six play pending health. Yeah. I, yeah. Don't, I don't think there's okay. any. I don't yep. think there's any questions there. Okay, who's the seventh off the bench? I've got Lockie Cowan. I like it. I I I I am I am a card carrying Caleb Marchbank guy. Yes, as am I. But he hasn't he hasn't played either of the practice games. Correct. We know what happens with Caleb Marchbank. Yes. Let him play two games of VFL. Yes. Let him play the VFL practice match and then let him play VFL round one. And then we'll talk about him from round three onwards. Lockie Cowan has earned a game. I agree. Let him let him let him cook. I agree. I completely agree. And and again, he's had the Faultless lead up, yeah. As well, done the full preseason. He's had the two hitouts as well, and I'm like, I'm massive on preparation as yep. well. Massive on setup. Like he's had the perfect setup to play, and 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 actually have an impact in round one. So why not, mate? Yeah. Get him in there. If he plays two games, get him in there. If he plays two games, it gets omitted. That's fine. 
Yeah, he's had huge. a huge taste against yep. Richmond and Geelong. Yep, and then he can apply what he's learned at VFL for a month. Correct. Or if he's Correct. great, he just plays. Like I, I, I don't buy into that train of thought. Now, oh, the player's not ready. Give them time. Give them time. Give them time. Like I understand that argument, but mate, if if you're 18 and ready to go, and you're 19 and ready to go, mate, yep. you play. I think it matters less when you look at someone like Cowan who plays on instinct. Correct. He wants to get his nose under the footy. He wants to go back with the flight. He wants Tuss to bugger, the isn't he? Jesus, yeah. he loves. He loves I, a contest. I think he earned everyone's respect yeah. in that game. Yeah. And. Ollie Hollands did as well, but we'll get to him um, in a second because the next group, I think, is the wing discussion. Yes. Okay. This is huge. Now, there are three men. Yes. Blake Akers, Lock. 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 We no can question. confirm that. Ding, green tick. Blake Akers is the first winger on the board. Okay. Hollands or O'Brien is the question. Yep. Or, now I'll throw this one to you, mm-hmm. do they go with three wingers? That's a great question. And I think that's a very fair case because as we were just talking about, we need those runners. We need that ground cover. Yes. I've got O'Brien ahead of Hollands right now for the only reason being MCG, 100,000 yep. people. The wing roll, we just need someone running to the right places. And at he's the got right runs time. on the board. Lockie O'Brien has runs on the board. He'll know where to be, when to be there. I wouldn't be against Hollands getting a couple of games in the VFL. Uh, if he's in for, again, exact opposite of the count situation, if he's in for O'Brien at round three, cool, fine. Yep. But I would start with Lockie O'Brien. That's a fair point. I would go. I would go three wingers. Okay, I'm Seriously. not against that. I would go the three wing role because I think Blake Akers can play that defensive wing outlet across halfback as well, and it can allow a guy like O'Brien and Hollands to push forward too. And Hollands gets from contest to contest as well. So. Yep. Not not playing him on ball or anything like that, but I think just that the way the game goes, he 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 might be able to uh, he might be able to forego a bit of width to get from contest to contest and allow O'Brien and Acres to to flood across the outside. So so the question for me, yes, is I think you either play three wingers or you mm-hmm. play three small forwards. I think you either yep. you play five yep. total. Yep. You can't play six of them. Yep. So do you play Durden, Modlop, uh, and Oes or Honey? Or do you play Akers, O'Brien, and Hollands, and then two of the small forwards? That's, mm. I think, I've got sort of my 22 in front of me. I don't see how you do it unless you're playing the one ruck where you have all six of those. Yeah, yeah. It's a fair argument. I think, yeah, geez, it's a good question. It's a very good question. Uh, again, I think they'll go with three wingers, and I think I'd like them to go with the two smalls. So, like, Modlop. We haven't seen Corey Durden uh, no. yet, but does I'd... he play round one? Uh just based on preparation, probably not. That's because fine. he hasn't played a game yet. So you would go with, I guess, always. Yes, but I, I would prefer. I would when when they're ready to go. My preferred options are Motlop and Durden. Agree. Age, talent, work. You know, work. Not not just work rate, but I think just that word again, potential. Yep. I they, think they're the ones with far far more upside. They proved, I think, last year that they're out in our best twenty-two. Hundred and ten percent. I I love Josh Honey. I think he's yep. got huge upside, but mm-hmm. I, I don't think we've quite seen enough. But I think he could play round one if Owies isn't quite ready and if Durden isn't quite ready, and I would be okay with that. Okay, okay. So let's go back over that. So yep. what are the lo- so let's look at those locks. So you've got Pitt in it. Is he a lock? No. Okay, he's not a lock. De Koning? No, not a lock. Okay, uh, Blake Acres. Yes. So that's a lock. Lock Locky O'Brien. Not a lock, but okay. in my world is a lock. Okay, all right, like it. Uh, let's go through. All right, so your locks at the moment are Blake Acres. Yep. Who else? Uh, I think McGovern's a lock if he's if he's healthy. Okay. Uh, the midfield unit is a lock, I think. 100%. Cripps, Hewitt, Cherub, Kennedy with Doherty uh, rotating through. 
Okay. That's all that's all you need. Yep. And I yep. guess if you want to throw Fisher in there for an on ball, sure. Yes. But yes. is Fisher a lock? Yep. 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 Agree. Yep. I just wanted to make sure we we're on 100%. the same page there. Hundred percent. Yep. Uh Lockie Cowan isn't a lock, but I think he'd be in my twenty two. Mm-hmm. And then you get to the Jack Martin question. Oh God. I wouldn't be playing him without any prep. Well, maybe maybe they have done that on purpose. I think they have. Yeah, but still, I I mean, he's a perfect sub. Yeah. I well, think... okay. So this is okay. So this is the argument. Jack Silvani and Jack Martin are playing for the same spot. Yep. Who do you play? Silvani. Yeah. So Just what, because of the preparation, he was eh? he was great in that Sydney game. Yeah. I thought he, the thing with Jack is he's a perfect sub, but he's better than a sub because yeah. he can come on and play any position on the ground. Hey, exactly. He's a good utility, isn't he? But I would be starting him on the field and I'd have Jack Martin as the sub for round one. I love him as that half-forward outlet. I think he's really good at that hit-up and, and getting in that zone from 60 to 65 out and being that hit-up and release that we need. But my only issue is that he's just too slow with ball in hand. Mm. Okay, you've got to make th- – there was a moment against Sydney where I think it was Motlop and Owies out the back. We had a clear two-on-one. And he just took too long to turn and go. Look, whether or not that's just because you switched on in that moment or not. Look, I love him. He's one of my favourite players. But in those scenarios, you know, Jack Martin has three or four looks inside forward 50. He's kicking three or four goals. Yeah. Whereas Jack Silvani, that that set shot that slews out to the right, like he, he needs to – and if you don't sort it out by now, you'll never sort it out. So. No. Jack's not kicking more than 22 goals this year. Well, that's ex- – yeah, I don't think – look, I don't think – can he get close to 30? Maybe. I hope so. Maybe. Again, let's not forget as well, last year he had to play the second ruck role. Correct. So that took away from his ability to to kick goals and hit the scoreboard across half forward too. So, look, I, he's, he's my start for now. Uh, if Jack Martin is fitting up and going, I think he comes into the side. But I wouldn't be surprised if Silvani maybe misses a few yep. games and gets omitted. No, me too. And I think that's a part of the two ruck conversation as well. Yep. Can you play the two rucks, the two key forwards, and Jack Silvani? Yeah. No, it's a fair argument. It's a fair argument. Uh, so Blake Akers is the lock. Midfield unit is a lock. Yep. Uh, and now for the you're thinking the back six is yep. locked in, ready to go, okay. I don't think many would, would argue that those are sort of our back six, yep. uh, probably for the season, pending Lewis Young's form. Yes. And McGovern's health. Yes. Uh, and obviously Marchbank's availability. Yep. The okay. que- Yeah, the questions are the small forwards – the wings and the rucks. Yep. Those are the question marks, and they might be the question marks for the whole season. Correct. Outside of Blake Akers. Yeah, exactly right. Okay. Um, so, again, who do you think is going to be that seventh defender in round one? Is it going to be Cowan? I think it'll be Cowan. Uh, okay. But uh, that I haven't – I don't know. I'm not Caleb Marchbank's doctor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I think Marchbank plays if they are confident in him, but I think Cowan has earned a look. Okay, I'm going for Ollie Hollands as a round one lock for mine. Awesome. I think he's going to play. I think he will definitely play. I would love that. I think Lockie Cowan will definitely play. Yeah. Uh, I think Blake Akers would definitely play. He's a lock. That midfield unit again of well, I mean we don't have to name, but Cripps, Chera, Kennedy, Hewitt, Doherty. I would prefer, and this is not a con. I don't think it's really a controversial take, but. I would prefer Doherty almost exclusively on ball. He was I, really good. I I just. All right, now I'm I'm, I'm going to make a statement here. Go. I I just I don't like him across halfback. I think his ball use, that chip kick. Yeah. I think under pressure, his disposal, his kick is is horrific. Mm. I think it's terrible, and we saw it in high pressure moments last season uh, against Collingwood when you know when it, when the pressure cooker really got turned up and he he hit one out on the full and turned a few over and I'm like yeah. The midfield, I think, sometimes overuses it, and I think he would provide that different aspect to the midfield where yep. sometimes you just need to get the ball and go 
and get it out of there and just gain territory. And that is what I think is his strength. Uh, that he that that's the strength that he brings into this side. So I would be more than happy if he played exclusively on ball. But then I look at it and think his positioning sometimes for those intercepts yep. that he can pull off are, are great. But stop with that chip kick inside. See, it just does my head in. If Jordan Boyd was healthy, I think Doherty would be playing on ball. Oh, yeah. Jordan yeah, Boyd would absolutely. be in the best 22 right now. Yeah. I like, mate, I love him. I love him. I really, really He's such like a good him. kick. Yeah. Really good kick. Tough, tough bugger as well on yep. the ball. He's the Voss. He's almost like the Voss prototype. Yeah. Doesn't matter where you come from, what pick you are, yeah, exactly. what your position is. All you can do is win your one-on-one battles yep. and, and play good, tough, contested football. So, I think, what is he, about six weeks away, I think, from I what so. they were saying. So, um, I think we'll see him in the first half of the season, which is good. So, so if Doherty plays on ball, then I think you can play the three wings. You can throw O'Brien behind the ball and play yeah. that sort of halfback role for a bit. You can mm. play Acres there for a bit, and Hollands can just run up and down the ground. It's good. It's a good problem to have. We're going to have some hard luck stories in round one. We are, which is good. So whether or not that means we win, if they zig instead of zag, um, we have to wait and see. We're only a, a couple of well, what are we like ten nights away recording this? It's come quickly, hasn't it? Oh yeah, it's come very very quickly. Uh, okay, so we've got our locks in for round one. There, uh, what's going to happen? I know it's uh, it's it's we're crystal balling <laughs> from now till then, but uh, round one, uh, I don't think we win. Yeah, I, I don't know if Dion Prestia plays. I don't think we win. I'm I'm yeah, Taranto and Hopper's huge in for them. Yeah. I'm 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 umming and ahhing. I'm mm. actually not sure. I, I was with Richmond, and then I was like, no, I didn't like their form in the practice game. It was sort of mirrored ours as well. I'm like, eh. I don't know. I'm still fifty fifty at the moment, and I think the the betting sort of suggesting that as well. So I'm gonna keep my powder dry until we actually announce the team. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, next segment that we're going to do or the next time we come on, uh, what, are we, what are we doing? Top 10 intriguing players yep. for the year. Our 10 most intriguing Carlton players for the year. Okay. All right. I think that's so going gonna... to... Go away. Have a think about that. Yes. Yes. Or send in your list now, ladies yes. and gents. Oh four three three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Your top 10 most intriguing and interesting Carlton players in uh, 2023 and beyond as well. Uh, there are plenty of big names and plenty of names that have just arrived at the club that uh, are in are in my top 10 list, but we'll get to that on the next time you and I get together. Okay, so you think Richmond, round yep. one. I'm still unsure. I'm going to keep uh, keep my powder dry until uh, until we come back again, but uh, Pont, pleasure. Thanks for having me. I know me, it's only two practice games that we've delved into, but uh, I think we've done the punters uh, <laughs> uh, uh, some, due dil- some due diligence and uh, getting stuck into what occurred in those two games. So, yes. again, I don't think we can read too much into it until the real stuff starts. That's when we uh, start getting into the nitty gritty. Absolutely. Send us your thoughts at Nick Negropontis and at Paul Seb 05 yes, on Twitter. Paul Seb 05 at Twitter. Nick Negropontis at Twitter. You might have to spell that last name as well for, for the punters out there. Give 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 them your handle so they know so they know what they're looking for. They'll work it out. It's all good. They'll figure it out. Uh Nick, pleasure doing it with you, mate. Uh and we will reconvene uh, to get that top ten together uh, next week, mate. Pleasure again. See you next week. Be back up.